Welcome to Closed Comments. Um, I'm Sam. And I'm Nick. How would you describe this podcast, Nick? Um, I would describe it as reading bizarre, at least in my case, bizarre um, comments online. Um, out of context. Out of context and like somehow uh, using that to describe how somebody felt about a movie. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty good. So I kind of pulled like both a positive and a negative comment for each of these. Okay. Um, and I'll read the positive one first. And then if you can't get it from that, I'll read the, I'll read the negative one and see if that elucidates things. Uh, this is a letterboxed review by Eric Hatch. And he gives this movie five stars. And he says, a tuxedo clad man with a furry fetish has the best night of his life rudely interrupted by a marital dispute. I don't know why I'm, you know what movie I'm thinking of? And I, I don't know, like if this, this is not a well-known movie, but like, and I didn't even see this movie that I'm thinking of, but I'm thinking of that. I think it stars the rock. Um, <laughs> and it's like, I think it's an anim- animated movie about like animals in disguise or something. I don't know why. Like the poster I'm thinking of is like a black man in a tuxedo and he kind of looks like he's like part of like, I don't know, like a men in black situation, but there is a black man in this, but it's not the rock. Okay. Um, I can read the negative comment, but that's yeah, going, that's going to the, give me with the negative one. Yeah. That'll give it away immediately. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Puro tech. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's like P I R O U T E K. Gives it one half out of five stars on Letterboxd, which lets you do like just one half stars, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Says, if Kubrick has a million haters, then I am one of them. If he has 10 haters, then I am one of them. If he has only one hater, then that is me. If Kubrick has no haters, then that means I am no longer on Earth. If the world loves Kubrick, then I am against the world. (laughs) <laughs> i just so, like how grandiose that one got yeah. the i like that he was like yeah i'm still gonna give this like a like if i if i hated something that much i wouldn't make it known i feel like <laughs> i wouldn't even give it like i wouldn't write a review so the fact that he gave it half a half a star um yeah. gosh I, what, is it eyes wide shut <laughs> i can't believe you get wrong you only have like 11 movies to choose from <laughs> uh, well you said kubrick so then i wasn't sure Okay, I get. I didn't think I'd have to give this many hints. But here's one more. Okay, I'll say the author of the book this movie is based on hates it. What? Okay. He hates the movie. The he author. hates the movie. Is yeah. he a is he a well known author? He might be the most well known author, living. This is a Kubrick movie. Um, yes. Uh, I just don't know if I've. I feel like you're going to say it and then I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that like multiple times. I can't believe you would have not seen it, but I guess I guess it's possible. Okay, you want me to give you another hint? Yeah. Okay. Um, A bunch of people also have alternate interpretations about what this movie is actually saying. Um, Like some people think it's a sort of coded confession about how Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. Is it Clockwork Orange? 
if we have like if we have any listeners <laughs> they're just they're gonna be like re- these guys i think it'd be funny if like the, the premise is like we don't even know anything about movies <laughs> I mean, it's turning out to be true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. You picked not a great one to start off with because I don't know a lot of Kubrick movies. Oh, okay. I just assumed this movie was very iconic it that you understand like, it. I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> I'll just give you the answer then. Okay. <laughs> it's The Shining. Oh. You really haven't seen The Shining? No, I have. What is the furry fetish part of that? The, There's a scene the, yeah, in the movie. Uh, in this sort of ghost party when a guy is getting a blowjob from a guy in a bear suit. So here's the thing, Sam. So you started off with a very well-known movie, like you said, and with a well-known author, which I should have known as Stephen King. Uh, I think I did movies that were maybe not as iconic, but just had funny, uh, funny. I just was, I just was like searching up movies and I was like, yeah, I'll do this one. And then I just scrolled until I found something I liked. So, I'll do the most popular one of mine, and then we can go from there. Okay. I'm not going to be able to guess any of you. <laughs> I think, again, I think you know about these movies. Okay. I think, I think I kind of like your at least first review or first comment, like painted a picture of what it was. I kind of like for mine, I picked people that kind of just had more visceral, like, like ambiguous reactions to things so it's sam one nick zero currently i guess since i wasn't able to guess yours yeah i don't know if we get points for stumping the other person (laughs) i think you just have zero and i still have zero yeah hit me with yours i'll hit you with it all right um so this is by user thunderfoot 1812 um in february of 2010 when the when this movie came out so there's already a hint and they titled their review save your money a bomb and then it's one out of 10 stars this is what they said this is a bad movie don't waste your time or money on it there was not a single convincing or memorable scene in the whole two plus hours there was not a single character to care much about Most egregious is that this is a suspense film with almost no suspense. The movie was full of cliches, but virtually every one of them was handled without the grace that made them cliches in the first place. The ending was predictable. The plot was stupid. The music was not the least bit memorable. On the good side? Hmm. I suppose the cinematography was very nice, and there was a lot of technique, mostly ineffective, with the cameras. Oh, and I like the double basses playing the law, playing the foghorn motif. Is it a movie that involves music? Double basses? I think music is a big part of it. Is it Rock of Ages, the Tom Cruise movie? <laughs> no. That was a bomb. <laughs> if that came out in 2010, I'm going to be amazed that you know that. <laughs> that was just the first one that came to mind. Okay. Wait, so well, does it involve music? Um, I would say like music isn't like a plot p- plot point. It's just it's like not. it's part of like the storytelling aspect in a way. You know, not not so much like a like a Christopher Nolan where it's hitting you over the head with it, but like a good set piece for the movie. On a rewatch, I would say. What what genre of movie would you say this is? thriller the second part of this comment is really funny too so okay yeah read the this second is, part this is still thunderfoot so there was like your whole this that's how they felt about it so this is the second part in the elevator in the garage on the way back to my car a couple was complaining about the movie we had just seen what the h-e-l-l was that i don't know dear what a stupid movie i can't believe 
what a mess it was, and so on. I asked them what movie they had just seen. Blank title of the movie. We agreed with each other as they left the elevator. Hitchcocked, except without anything good in it. I will now do my best to pan this movie without producing any spoilers. However, if you want to be absolutely certain, uh, don't read any further. So he went on to say a lot more. But I thought that was maybe like a good little hint as well. Hitchcock, except without anything good in it. Hitchcock, except with anything good. I, you're leading me in the direction of thinking it's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. But I don't think he made... He was making like Last Airbender around this time. Also, this this review has like a motif I like a lot. I've noticed in these negative reviews, <laughs> which is the couple you meet outside the theater. Like so many of these reviews reference some couple <laughs> that they ran into that shared their opinion on the movie. Yeah, so it's like the same people just got like, oh, are you a commenter on IMDb? Yeah, yeah. I give um, one stars to everything. Maybe I'm just guessing this because you mentioned elevators not having to do with the movie and you kind of incepted me with this idea but is it devil that movie where they're trapped in the elevator and one of them is like the devil oh i don't think i've seen that movie okay so it's not that it's not that movie (laughs) who stars in this movie does this have like a recognizable star yes and i will say it's a it's a very recognizable director and i will say like while i was scrolling through these specifically there was a which i didn't know at the time i mean i remember watching this movie but i didn't watch it when it came out when it got like every all the big reviews and everything but like everybody is comparing it to one other is comparing the the director of this movie to a famous famous director before his time so they're kind of like that's what i mean it's obviously hitchcock a lot of people are just comparing like the the you know the movie making techniques of this director trying to be hitchcock i guess anyway i'll give you the next hint is a is a positive review of the movie this was given a 10 out of 10 by user Lovely Sus in 2021. So they've just recently watched the movie. Um, with the, the title of the IMDb review is Mind Blowing. Leave what you are doing right now and watch this masterpiece. It, <laughs> it blew the fuck out of my mind to the point where I have no idea how to describe it with justice. Everything about it is insane. From the plot to the cinematography to the acting to literally everything insane. The ending itself will leave you questioning yourself. It immediately entered my top favorite movies of all, all these L's, time. Leo never fails to amaze me. This man is seriously a living Oh, legend. Shutter Island, Shutter Island. Go watch it. It's Shutter Island. You got Okay. <laughs> So at least that one had like a little more of a hint in there. I wanted the first, the negative one to be like, see if you could get it off that alone. Yeah, the negative one could have been applied though to any movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's just saying how much he hates it. Oh, gosh, maybe like that'll be like a thing that I'll follow. Maybe your your ideas with with at least like that first one, like just giving like an oversimplification of what the plot would mm-hmm. be as a review instead of like this person just going off about, yeah, you're right. That could be any movie. On one of these, I actually included the plot synopsis because I don't think there's any way you're going to get it otherwise. <laughs> um, so we made this, for episode one, we made this extremely difficult. <laughs> well, I was also thinking that every so often with this show, we could drop like a horrible episode, like as a bit. <laughs> Okay. And that might be that might be episode one. 
All right. So every so maybe, ten every ten there's, episodes, there's a bad one. That'd be funny. I think this should like this should be like this should come out like five episodes and like, hey guys, you're re- you're watching the redacted first episode. Yeah. So um, I have another one if you're ready. I am. Hit me with this it. is this is part of a whole kind of review for this movie that I like to call I joined the Navy because I saw this movie. Oh. This is the positive one. Your future ex-husband on Amazon gave this movie five out of five stars. And he says, but this movie gets five stars easy. Not looking for a big intellectual story here. Great popcorn movie. And one of the reasons I went into the Navy, even though I went to submarines instead of F-14s, never figured that one out, LOL. Is it Top Gun? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how, since, you know, current, and I didn't see the new Maverick movie, but I want to know, like, if the if the recruiting efforts of the Navy had, like, a spike around the time that movie came out. No, there was. There was, I think. Because I noticed this when I was looking at comments from Maverick, and everyone was saying, I joined the Navy after seeing the first Top Gun. Instead of like the the commercials that they put out for the Navy, they should just make a make a Top Gun movie every year as like the big here's here's how we get these kids. <laughs> I'm sad you got this so quickly because I wanted to read the other comment, which was hey. by which was by Quentin Tarantino, what he said about the first Top Gun. Oh. Which is it's like a long kind of monologue. <laughs> But he said, "What's the film about? What's it really about? What genre does it take?" What, what, like, a, like, a, like the spine? The spine, yeah, like yeah. one sentence. Like, no, I don't fucking boy meets girl. I don't give a shit about that. Fuck boy meets girl. Fuck motorcycle movie. No, what is really being said? What's really being seen? That's what you're talking about. Because the whole idea, man, is subversion. You want subversion on a massive level. You know what one of the greatest fucking scripts ever written in the history of Hollywood is? What? Top Gun. Oh, come on. Top, Top Gun is fucking great. What is Top Gun? You think it's a story about a bunch of fighter pilots? Yeah, it's about a bunch of guys waving their dicks around. It is a story about a man's struggle with his own homosexuality. That's it. That is what Top Gun is about, man. You've got Maverick, all right? He's on the edge, man. He's right on the fucking line, all right? And you've got Iceman and all his crew. Right. They're gay. And they, are, they represent the gay man, right. all right? And they're saying, go. Go the gay way. Go the gay way. He could go both ways. But not Kelly McGillis, right? Kelly McGillis, she's, she's, she's heterosexuality. She's saying, no, 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 no. Go the normal way. Play by the rules. Go the normal way. And they're saying, no, go the gay way. Be the gay way. Go for the gay way. All right? That is what's going on throughout that whole movie. He goes to her house, right? All right? It looks like they're going to have sex. You know, they're just kind of sitting back. He's taking a shower and everything. They don't have sex. He gets on the motorcycle, drives away. She's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? Right. Next scene. Next scene you see her. She's in the elevator. She is dressed like a guy. She's got the the cap on. She's got the aviator class. She's wearing the same jacket that the Iceman wears. She is, okay, this is how I gotta get this guy. This guy's going towards the gateway. So I gotta bring him back. I gotta bring him back from the gateway. So I'm gonna do that through subterfuge. I'm gonna dress like a man. All right? That is how she, she, she approaches it. But the real ending of the movie is when they fight the Migs at the end. All right? Because he has passed over into the gateway. They are this gay fighting fucking force. All right? And they're beating the Russians. The gays are beating the Russians. All right? And it's over and they fucking land and Iceman's been trying to get Maverick the entire time. Finally, he's got him. All right, and what is the last fucking line that they have together? They're all hugging and kissing and happy with each other. 
and Ice comes at the Maverick and he says, Man, you can ride my tail! And it's time! And what does Maverick say? Maverick, you can ride my sword fight! Sword fight! Sword fight! Fucking it, man! And that's from this movie called Sleep With Me, where he plays this character, uh, Sid. And he has this whole monologue about how Top Gun is about uh, Tom Cruise uh, struggling with his own, like, sexuality. Oh, wait. So is that an actual, like, Quentin Tarantino thought? Or is like that in the movie? It's his thought, but he's, like, basically playing himself in that movie yeah. as kind of this character. It's kind of just an excuse for him to have this monologue about... <laughs> This other movie. Okay. Oh, that's not. Oh, that's funny. Do you have another one? Yeah, of course. This is again. I only looked on IMDb for these. Um, this was from Nikki Petra um, in 2016, which I think is when this movie came out. I gave it a one out of ten stars, and the title is "We Left the Theater Halfway Through." Dot dot dot. It was that bad. So never in my life have I left a movie halfway through. Right from the start, my friend and I knew we were in trouble. We both looked at each other after 10 minutes and said, what the? Not only was it not funny, it was incredibly boring and really stupid. Not even funny stupid, just plain dumb. We were so surprised because it got great reviews. I seriously cannot imagine how anyone finding a redeeming quality about this movie. And because the cast is so stellar, we thought it would be a winner. Wrong! By the way... No one in the theater laughed at all. In fact, we started laughing at each other's reaction to the movie since there was nothing else to laugh at. Some of the acting itself, aside from the boring and the boring plot and humorless lines, was decent. So I'm not faulting most of the actors. The movie itself was horrendous. We gave the movie about 45 minutes and literally couldn't take it anymore. So we left. Don't do not go save your money. So it's a comedy, right? Because they said they didn't laugh. Correct. You've you've figured it out. I'm trying to think of comedies from 2016. (laughs) All all I remember from 2016 are like superhero movies and horror movies. Interesting. Yeah, I think about it in like the context of where I was. Anything 2013 and on, I feel like either I was in college or I was doing something else up until I feel like anything pre that I was like, I didn't didn't care in high school. So, but yeah, so you've, and then you've also got another hint here. The cast is so stellar. We thought it would be a winner. So it's maybe like an ensemble cast movie with like big names in it. I think you're probably going to have to read the the next review for me to have a chance. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Do you want to have, give it, give me an answer though for Give me a guess at least for this first one. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Okay. Not that. No, you got a brilliant ensemble cast. Yeah. Megan Fox, Johnny Knoxville. Who are the voices of the turtles? Uh, Johnny Knoxville is one of them. Oh, he is. Okay, I think so. Yeah. Um. So I didn't have a. I can give you hints, but so I only that was like the only review I got for that one. It was just negative. All the positive ones were like, you know, it was funny. I guess there's not much you can say. Like nobody was like crying so hard from laughing. I don't think I cried. When I, I've seen this movie like three times though, which is weird because I feel like it's okay. You've uh, seen this movie three times. I've, well, I haven't seen it three times. I've seen it at least two and a half. There's like a line in it that's really funny to me in, in the context of like, I think movie lines for this director, let's say. But so maybe you can get it with this. So here's the line. Would that it were so simple. Oh, uh, Hail Caesar. You got it. I haven't seen this. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. But you knew about that line? <laughs> yeah, it was in the trailer. Oh, okay. It's the one where Eldon Ehrenreich is trying to lose his southern accent, right? Yeah, it's like it's like Ray Fines, and it's yeah, he's just like he's just saying it's so fast that like it's it also just sounds weird. Would that it was so simple? Would that it was so simple? Trippingly. Would that it was so simple? Trippingly. They don't say tripping. They say the line trippingly. Would that it was. Would would that it was so simple? Would that it was so simple? Would that it was so simple? Would that it was. Would that it was so simple? Rufal, rufal, rufal. Would that it was so simple? Rufal, simple. Would that it was. Rufal, simple. Would that it was so simple? You could say soulful. Rufal, soulful. Would that it was so simple? Would that it. Would the detours just keep still? So somebody gave that as a review. Would that it were so simple? So, so yeah, I don't know. Hell's is pretty funny. I I think it's like, and you know, I like movies about movie making. So um. I don't like Coen Brothers movies for some reason. Oh, okay. So I don't good. know why. This next one I know you've seen. Tech on YouTube says. This is a sweet story of a girl who felt like an outsider until she was embraced by a loving, close-knit community. Um, do you want me to read the next one? No, give me a second to like at least process it. Um, close-knit community. They're kind of stretching the definition of what like a close-knit community would be. Is it the Stepford Wives? It is a horror movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, is it your next? No, it is not. Okay, maybe the next one then. Blue V on Rotten Tomatoes in the user review section gives this one star and says, Watch this on the recommendation of my daughter. 90 minutes of my life I won't get back. And now I have thrown my daughter out of the house and taken back the car I bought her. Only the naked bits that got this film one star. <laughs> That's funny. I feel like I've noticed that before in other comments where people are like, yeah, if there's nudity in it, I'll at least give it like, you know, a star or something. I think the answer is Midsommar. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> yeah. Once you read the second one, then I pulled back from the first one. I assume that review cannot be, I don't know. It doesn't sound, I can't believe that review is actually true. <laughs> That she threw her daughter out of the house and repossessed her car. <laughs> I'd like to think that sometimes people embellish when they write these comments, but also it's funny to think that it probably could have happened. And you gave Midsommar 10 out of 10 stars, didn't you? That's true. So for those that don't know, I gave Sam access to my IMDb where I rate everything just 10 stars, which... The reason I did that and up to, I mean, I've now seen, I mean, I've seen way more than 450 movies, but that's how many are on my IMDb. But I just at that at one point started giving them all 10 because when you would go into your reviews, it would like show them not in like order of when you last like reviewed them, but like in order of, of like the best tour. So like I wouldn't see necessarily the, the most recent movie but now they've changed it but then i'm i'm too far in i have to keep rating everything 10 stars yeah now the fantastic beast the crimes the secrets of dumbledore <laughs> detective pikachu the stepford wives remake all of 10 stars all of 10 stars but the thing is about uh i don't i didn't like midsummer and i didn't like hereditary so i don't know if i like ari aster uh, oh that's funny i didn't like hereditary but i like midsummer I sometimes like, I think it's like not on the benefit of the movie when like, because I understand movies to an extent, right? Not, maybe you wouldn't like know that because I didn't get The Shining correctly, but I will say that. You're a cinephile. Right. I, I'll, I you just haven't that. seen 
any of Stanley Cooper's movies. <laughs> I've only I only watch like really indie shit. But um but for Midsommar, I feel like I saw the trailer and I kind of like in my mind was just like, oh, I bet this will happen, that'll happen. And then I went and saw it and those things exactly happened. And I was like, oh, I feel like at least in Hereditary, I felt like a little like what was gonna happen next. I don't know. I didn't I didn't love either of them, but but they're fine. I found Hereditary stomach churning, especially mm-hmm. that scene when he comes back after beheading his sister accidentally when he's driving the car back home mm. and he's listening to his mom discover it. Yeah, and he's just like in his bed. Maybe because I didn't like the look of Midsommar. I didn't like that it was like all bright and everything. Oh, see, I like that. I like oh, being able okay. to see every. I like the blown out, just midnight sun kind of look of that movie. Yeah, I also went on a date with a girl to that movie, and there was a lot of people talking, and she was getting like, she was like nudging me, like, "Hey, you should say something." And I was like, "No, I can watch the movie without <laughs> with people talking." It's mostly because I also, at, to that point, wasn't like invested in the movie anymore. But she got mad at me, and then whatever, it was a didn't go anywhere. So maybe that's wait. She wanted you like discipline these people, like step in and be like, "Yeah, back the theatrical experience." <laughs> yeah, which like you know, for me, like movies are like are going to the movies is like going to church. Like I understand for some people, it's like to go and be on your phone and let your kids just like be distracted for like an hour and a half. But but I mean, I would never go up and like say, "Hey, shh, like quiet down." But I've been in. I've I've gone to movies with like a friend that has like walked over to children and was like, "You guys need to stop right now, or I'm gonna get the, the usher or something," um, which I would never do. So good for good on him, but I'm just in my own little world with movies. <laughs> All right, Sam. So I got I got one more for you. I don't know how many more you got for me, but I got. I have many more, but you can hit me with your. I'll hit you one. with. I'll hit, no, I'm gonna hit you with my worst <laughs> shot because this is the one I found last. <laughs> <laughs> okay and, and i think it's from a pretty unremarkable movie but remarkable in the sense that reviews for this movie are kind of like how in top gun people were you know being swayed a certain way like oh this is why i joined the navy whereas this movie is like kind of glorifying i'm gonna say like real life events that's that's your first hint even before it start, it's mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you're right it's uh what is that movie uh event Hor- no not event horizon oh he's done like five movies like that he did like deep water horizon deep water horizon that's hopefully what... i'm not guessing the movie before you even say it <laughs> no you're not the deep water horizon lone survivor and patriot's day the boston marathon right right movie this is user bob west 18 um and there's he gave us a 10 out of 10 stars and it's why we go to the movies is his title for it. So I'm just going to say in in blank because he said, he kind of names it immediately. So you'll know it. So but anyway, in blank, you remember why we go to the movies. We go to the movies to be entertained. We go to the movies to forget our daily lives. We go to the movies in the hopes that we will get to see a good movie. We go to see a good story, good acting, a well-developed plot and some action. This is why we need more movies like blank. So it's an action movie. Maybe. He said action. <laughs> Didn't he say we go movies to see action? <laughs> yeah. What year did you say this was? This movie came out in 2016. So 2016. Another 2016 movie. I think I I think I piggybacked off of Hail Caesar when I found this one. <laughs> uh, is it London Has Fallen? The Jared <laughs> Butler Has Fallen trilogy? I think the you second maybe... installment? <laughs> I think you maybe should get away from like uh what's that guy's name it's the director uh 
like Greenberg or something. The um, one that makes, the one that makes like disaster movies. Not Roland Emmerich, but he also makes disaster. Not Roland Emmerich. I don't know what his name is. It's, some, it's Green something. Anyway, here's the second part of Bob West's comment. Why will blank make money? It does not lean on... Okay, so this is where the comment takes a turn, because he gave it a 10 out of 10, right? Why will blank make money? It does not lean on top stars to make it work. It does not lean on a race... Wait, it does not lean on a race like in the Ben-Hur remake. It does not lean on simple action like in a Marvel movie. It does not lean on the LGBT community to buy up the tickets. <laughs> it does not lean on a whole bunch of fake news stories to drag you in to see it. It does not lean on social issues to make you feel like you have to see it. It is not another sequel or darn remake. It has not been female upped or colored up to get you in. Blank tells the story of a hero and the heroes that surround them. In our country of forever at war, <laughs> sorry, and forever's on welfare, on forever's on welfare, we need a hero, a role model for kids of all of the country. Wow, what movie? Goodness. <laughs> so you have to think about it. So there's no women in it, and there's no yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, London has fallen. I would think would fit in that category. But well, remember, I guess... remember, Sam, it does not lean on simple action like a Marvel movie. Okay, so there's no action. <laughs> so just a man sitting in a room. <laughs> I believe I saw Alone. this movie once. You said, this, okay. It was at like a and like there was a bunch, it was like on in the background. <laughs> Do you consider this a good movie? I kind of sometimes like movies that like will take like a an event in history that's like semi, you know, recent and then kind of like not not kind of like glamorize it, but kind of like give it like the you know, like that it kind of deserves, like the kind of like movie adaption that it deserves from real life because it's not so much a movie about a tragedy as it is about like yeah like the what like bob west says like a, a hero and every man that becomes a hero there's your hint it's the brothers grimsby right <laughs> no what's that movie about i didn't see it's it. sasha baron cohen and mark strong and one of them is a mark strong is like a sort of James Bond, a super spy, and he has to bring in his brother, Sasha Baron Cohen. (laughs) I think it has a scene, I walked into that movie, I didn't see the whole thing. It has a scene where Sasha Baron Cohen, I think, has to hide in like the asshole of an elephant or something. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'm mixing that up with like Ace Ventura. Or like Master of Disguise, what is it, the detective, what is that one where it's like the Master of Disguise? Cat Detective or something? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Some Jim Carrey. Some Jim Carrey vehicle, yeah. yeah. It does not lean on a, on a race, like in the Ben-Hur remake. What does he mean on a race? Like, a, well, the Ben-Hur remake a is like, like a chariot race? Yeah. Like an actual race? Right. I only Bob West only goes to the movies to see two things, heroes and heroes in a race. But it doesn't lean on the race in this one. <laughs> I have not seen the Ben-Hur original or remake. So I don't know. I guess yeah, chariot race sounds about right. And okay, so, uh, it's not no it's not women news. And there's no women. No women. Okay, no <laughs> fake news. It's not a sequel or remake. It's a hero and the heroes that surround them. Our current our country is forever at war and forever on welfare. And we need a hero and a role model for kids of the country. So what did somebody like Bob West think a hero of the country would be? Um, he also said at the end of this, I'm going to just, here's the next hint, if you can't get it. He yeah, said, give me the give me the next hint. He said, thank you, Hollywood, for getting this one right. Thank you, Clint. Do not miss this movie. 
wait, was American Sniper in 2016? That was 2014, wasn't it? You're... Is it American Sniper? It is not American Oh, okay. Chris Kyle, a hero in his own right, but yeah, I believe there was a woman in that movie. <laughs> Uh, so only like his wife, his wife like his in wife. like three scenes yeah. and a fake baby oh yeah the doll baby yeah so yeah you what know that the director is is it the jersey boys <laughs> no it is not the jersey boys but is it is it by clint eastwood correct clint eastwood oh, is the director do besides the jersey boys and american sniper and it's not the mule because that came afterwards you're hitting, you're hitting all of his recent... I'm hitting all the ones around whatever this movie is. I can give you another hint. I feel like I should know this now that I know it's going <laughs> Eastwood. I don't think you've seen it, which is why I thought it'd be funny if I put this one in here. Is it uh, uh, Behind the Curve or Catching the Curve? Catching like the curve. baseball movie he did? No. He didn't direct it. He was starring in it. Oh, no. That's it's not, not that, though. I can, I can throw you a hint. Um, Tom Hanks is the main character. I'm just feels so stupid when you tell me what this movie is um, I, oh sully sully Sully, yeah. okay that, that movie just is such like a gray movie that i can't yeah it is it was wasn't it yeah. nominated for like best picture that year i don't believe so oh, okay. i just know that that i'm reading the I, I, re- I recorded some of the trivia and if you didn't know sully's name it's chesley sullenberger and he was present at the studio because he wanted to because so, clint wanted the support from him to uh, make it feel and reflect reality. I feel like the way that comment was framed, you were leading me to believe it was like some other kind of. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I don't know. Sully is a hero. Be... He landed a plane in the water. Yeah, but like the way that comment sounded, I thought it was going to be like the Alex Jones biopic or something. <laughs> That's fair. I feel like definitely Bob West 18 has an agenda. I almost guessed uh, Captain Phillips, actually. Captain Phillips would have been a great guess because I feel like, again, those are just two movies where where Tom Hanks just wants to be a, a normal like American white man that's like a hero. And he just puts on a, a puts on puts on a few more pounds than he probably would have. And he, he became whatever. Yeah, Captain Phillips and Sully. He's been um, a captain in so many movies. He was a captain in... Um, Greyhound, that uh, World War II boat movie. Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Was he a captain in that? Uh, I think he was, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's a big big on being a captain. So yeah, that was mine on Sully. I guess, yeah, so other than that first stinker by me, we've all, we've all figured them out. Um, yeah, if you want to do one more, maybe? I have a bunch more. I could just hit you with <laughs> Yeah, hit me with them because I only had three for the first episode. I'll just read the last ones at you because I, after I started kind of sifting through the comment sections, I just kind of kept going movie after movie. I guess I have a follow-up question. Have you ever written a review online like this? I've definitely not written a movie online, but I will say I'm like the opposite of you in that I, I, I pretty much only give things one star when I really hate it to sway the rating downward. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so if you looked at my IMDb, it'd be like all one star. <laughs> that's fair. Somebody, Without somebody has to combat me. Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. giving things like stars they don't deserve. Yeah. I'm kind of like the anti, I'm like the, I'm Nick dark, <laughs> dark net. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so this uh, Valor on YouTube says, 
I know it sounds crazy, but it touched me. I came thrice while watching it in theaters. I'm so glad we finally get to see Jared Leto, my favorite, at, my favorite actor of all time, in the role of blank. I thought the plot of the movie was very entertaining and original, and I never could have seen the twists coming. This is a really good change from all this Hollywood propaganda we've been fed over the last few decades. The industry needs more people like Leto to play such diverse roles. I was so lucky to be able to have an almost empty room to see the movie, so I wasn't annoyed by exterior noises while watching. In fact, every time I went to rewatch it, now that I think of it, the room was empty. So this... This guy, this person had very different experiences for me when they watched Suicide Squad. Um, that's right, right? It's not Suicide Squad. Really? That's a, that's a good guess. Oh my God. I was about to say Suicide Squad. I saw that in a packed theater and I thought I was like the only one laughing because I thought it was the funniest movie I've ever seen. It's just like like the the stupid. And I was with a friend who, bless his soul, really doesn't know a lot about movies and is like very much like a. Oh, if there's like action, like kind of like some of these comments, if there's action, he's going to have a good time. And there's action. So he loves Suicide Squad. But like if you really if you take a filmmaking mind such as myself, a refined mind and you show it Suicide Squad, you're asking it to like burst out in tears because it's so funny because it doesn't make sense. So this isn't Suicide Squad. What? No, a a movie sommelier such as yourself, a a master of taste. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad is very close. It's this movie is yes, it's Morbius. All right, I didn't see Morbius, but that seems like the vessel for him to act like sexy. It's also like the vessel for all these ironic positive reviews i couldn't find any negative reviews pretty much on morbius <laughs> that was like what people write like that was like the the online like yeah oh joke was like we're gonna get this movie to a billion dollars because of yeah that. we're gonna morb that's funny <laughs> yeah it's created a whole new word i also had to find a review that didn't use the word morb because <laughs> I, thought, I thought that would give it away <laughs> right because it's not in the dictionary until until next year when people are using it in daily conversation i really bored that one but jared leto he's a i mean fascinating guy i don't really look into like actors lives or what they do outside of movies and kind of movie making but it's hard not to hear about what this guy's doing outside of uh the silver screen like delivering dead pigs to people that like now he has like a like a cult on an island that's like kind of like you have to pay to be a part of so i thought ezra miller had a cult i think ezra miller is on the run last i heard (laughs) so you can have a cult while you're on the run that's true yeah i think l ron hubbard was on the run for like the last few years of his life and he was bonnie and clyde uh, they they kind of i think he was on a boat in like the mediterranean Oh, that makes sense. He was a captain, so it's, it's sure. Surely, Tom Hanks will soon pick up the mantle of of L. Ron Hubbard. I think Tom Hanks could play L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, I mean, he kind of looks like him. This is a very positive review of a movie. I still don't know if I liked or not, but I saw recently. Patrick Willems on Letterbox says, "The best action movie of the year, the best musical of the year, the best romantic comedy of the year." the best historical drama of the year and the best movie about fighting colonialism with dance battles and armies of rampaging animals and most of all friendship and this year is this year 
this year. Yeah, this came out on Netflix this year. Oh, is like all that like best musical ironic, or is it actually music? Uh, there's definitely music in it. And it came out on Netflix. It's the most watched non-English language movie on Netflix. Oh, is it RRR? Yes, it's RRR. Okay. RRR. I didn't see it yet. Isn't it like three and a half hours? Yeah, it was long. It's. Was it deserving of a one-star review? Like, what did you think? I described it as a Zack Snyder Bollywood movie. And there's a fantastic beast battle where one of the characters breaks into the British compound. And the way he does it is he basically releases, like, a bunch of tigers and antelopes and, like, lions that fight with him in this 10 minute long action scene where people are punching like tigers and stuff it's not boring though like it doesn't feel like three hours because it's basically all done in montage like music is always going on there's not too much of just people like talking one-on-one like every scene is done as kind of this protracted kind of musical montage the way you see these guys like friendship is like this 10 minute music video of them giving each other like piggyback rides <laughs> oh um so i have another one ray on amazon says he gives this five out of five stars and his review is called very high-tech movie please watch this movie and then contact me to let me know what the hell it's about <laughs> this is the five-star review <laughs> that's it <laughs> i have another one oh uh, no i thought I, was, I thought that was like it for his like comment about it, it. is it for his comment Interesting. Is it the movie from this year? No, it's not a movie from this year. It's recent. And it came out kind of right when movies were shutting down because of COVID. Mm. It's one of the last movies. Interesting. But last. it's it's so much about someone who understands tech. I would say that the director of this movie actually shuns some kinds of technology. Oh, God. That just threw me for a loop. I don't have any idea now. You, you have seen this. I've verified on your IMDb. <laughs> oh, all right. And you've given this 10 out of 10 stars, if that's a hint. Really? <laughs> I would think you'd remember one of your favorite movies. <laughs> no. Give me, the, give me another hint. This movie should be called Be Kind Rewind. What? Just as like an alternate title. I can read the, the uh, negative review, though. But you're probably going to get it after I read this. So Vince on Letterboxd gives this three stars, which I'm, I'm counting as kind of a negative review. Says, someone tell Christopher Nolan that time will not sleep with him, no matter how many movies he makes on it. Also, I really hope whoever goes to see this movie has super hearing because it is impossible to understand the dialogue for about 70% of this movie over that damn soundtrack. You know, I really, I saw a tenant in a <laughs> almost empty theater and I can verify that even in an almost empty theater, you need to have supersonic hearing. I think my favorite character in that movie was a red team leader. Okay. <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, right, right. Who's the guy who's like, we've got a, a forward antagonist, backwards antagonist. I think that was, that definitely is like a, a funny looking movie, which I don't know. I don't know if it was like that was the intention, but I think it like just the way they walk is very, I mean, it, I don't know if it's real. Like, how like they, the reversal walking. Right. Like I how, think... they, how they filmed some of it or like gave it like at least visual effect looking i think it's like it's memorable to me at least 
there's some stories from that movie. Like the reason I said he like shuns technology is because he was so against using CG for some of that stuff that like there's that scene where that building blows up and then comes right. back together. Yeah. And I heard that they actually designed a building that blows up and manually comes back together rather than like rewinding like the the right film that's crazy <laughs> so they actually designed like a building that is like this mechanical thing that draws itself back together or something that's yeah that just seems like given unlimited budget i would also try to do that i would try to make it as complicated as possible yeah it's kind of like that other movie that the guy did deer hunter made michael chimino uh there was this movie heaven's gate or something uh that he did afterwards where it's like a Western and they had to make the street wider in the town uh, that they're filming in. And so the prop people said something like, I guess, okay, we'll knock down one side of the buildings and move them out to make the street wider. And he said, no, knock both sides down. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, like that kind of mentality. (laughs) This is the one um, that I don't think you're going to get. Uh, no right. matter how many yeah. hints I give you on it. I'm going to guess right now. I think it's uh, Chucky. It's not Chucky. All right. Well, then g- give me the first. Okay. <laughs> so John A. on Rotten Tomatoes gives this five out of five stars and says, we need more people like this. Jamie Foxx's character is a scumbag as usual. Is it Day Shift? It's not Day Shift. It's older than Day Shift. I didn't know Jamie Foxx. I don't associate Jamie Foxx with playing scumbags necessarily. Right. That's more. He played like Ray that. Charles. <laughs> was Ray Charles a scumbag? Oh, Ray, Ray, Ray was going to be my second guest for the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ray Charles. Django. Uh, Django wasn't a scumbag. Yeah. His character in Baby Driver was a scumbag. Yeah, that's true. I remember hearing that Quentin Tarantino thinks that's his best ever role. Django? Yeah. No, not no in Baby Driver. He thought he was like oh. that's what he told Edgar right when he, after he saw it. He was like, I thought this is Jamie's best ever performance. Oh, really? I think this is his best ever performance. Oh, okay. Maybe um I think it's Spider Man two. Whatever mm. the name of the Amazing Spider Man two, right? Oh, where he plays Electro. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that. But that is his most unusual performance. I kind of like that just because he's doing such a weird thing in that movie. Yeah. Like he makes that character so repulsive, but not in a kind of villainous way, like in a very pathetic kind of way. Mm, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They make him a big nerd. Um... Yeah. The worst thing to be. (laughs) Uh, All right. Give me the next hint. Okay. Michael R on Rotten Tomatoes gives this four out of five stars and says, if you can get past the extremely disturbing opening scene, it is a very fun and creative movie with plenty of twists and turns. Jared Butler is to be taken very seriously in this role. Oh, wait, I do think I know about a movie with both of them in it. They are both in it. And there's a lot of people in this movie and it's not gamer. No gamers. a Good guess, but there's a lot of people like Viola Davis is in this movie and she just kind of plays a judge. What do you know what year this came out? No, before 2010, I think it's like t- 2009. Right. I, I feel like Gerard Butler is not working anymore. <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen it. He's now in like the Red Box movies category. Yeah. Uh, he was in 
he wasn't in Moonfall, was he? He was in he was in some other like disaster movie though. Yeah, Olympus has fallen. <laughs> Isn't that? Uh, yeah, he's been the Has Fallen trilogy. <laughs> there should just be a movie called Gerard Has Fallen Off the Face of the Earth. He was in Geostorm. I saw Geostorm, the one where someone uh, takes over the world's like artificial weather. Oh. And starts like doing like 10 different disaster movies at once. That's funny. Okay. Is there another? Give me another hint if you have one. I can read you the IMDb summary. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> A frustrated man decides to take justice into his own hands after a plea bargain sets one of his family's killers free. Oh, that's like the beginning of uh, every Liam Neeson movie. No, what is it? The not the Lincoln Lawyer, but no, maybe it is a Lincoln Lawyer. Isn't that the movie where Matthew McConaughey tries to like get a black man off for killing like his like daughter's rapists? I haven't like, seen it, but he's like a lawyer who works out of his car or something. Yeah, because yeah, because he's like he's like in the south, I think. Anyway, we're we're getting off track here. I have no idea what this movie is. I like how the like the term frustrated makes it sound like he has like a customer service complaint rather than the fact that his family got killed. <laughs> like I, I gotta say, I'm pretty ticked off. <laughs> my wife, my wife and kid got killed. All right, Sam, what is it? I actually have another one, too. I told you you wouldn't get this one. All right. Okay. Dirk H. on Letterboxd gives this two out of five stars and says, While you are reading this review, a man will knock on your door, giving you an envelope with a key in it. Tomorrow, you will go to to a train station and use this key to open the empty locker it belongs to at at exactly 1302. After that, you will be bothered by six aggressive mimes and a small monkey. After this, you will go home, call your mother at 1423, and cry about it. How do I know this? I planned this two years ago. If you believe this, then you will give, then you will give this film a five-star rating. If not, you'll watch a completely forgettable, though decently made action film. Oh, it's like somebody tried to write their own little movie. Uh- yeah, apparently. <laughs> Oh, I'll give you another hint. I well, saw hold on this a movie. I saw me. this movie recently. You saw this movie? Yeah. <laughs> if that helps at all. It, I'm, well, I'm, it doesn't help me, but it, it helps the, the narrative around you and your movies that you watch. This is kind of like an early, this is like a, a 2010s action movie that's kind of been completely forgotten. And that's like all of them. Like, what's like the most. Jared Butler plays like a human saw in this movie. I guess Saw is a human Saw, but he, he does what Saw does, like the Jigsaw killer does. He like rigs these elaborate kind of MacGyver-esque traps to uh, torment Jamie Foxx for making this plea bargain with the uh, his family's killers. Okay, give me another one then. <laughs> I don't know if I have any more hints. <laughs> it's, um, this, I need your review of it, Sam. My review of it, yeah. my review of it is that Jared Butler plays Jigsaw, and it might be his best. He plays a bad guy in this movie. It's one of the only movies where Jared Butler plays a bad guy, um, but it's also one of those movies where everyone likes the bad guy more than Jamie Foxx's character. I don't blame you for not guessing this. <laughs> I, I don't think I can even. I don't think I could give you like ten Gerard Butler movies. I don't. I just don't think he's. I don't think I've seen a lot of his discography. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's obviously like the disconnect between me and you. <laughs> I'm very familiar with Jared Butler's movies. <laughs> okay. Have you seen the light? Uh, uh, what the vanishing? The one where he plays like the lighthouse keeper in Scotland. No. It might be that that might be one of Jared Butler's best movies. Uh, it overlooked. <laughs> it overlooked. I overlooked Jam. Yeah. Jared Butler apologist. I kind of am. I find him. There's something about him that I enjoy, but you can't guess this movie, right? No. Okay, it's Law Abiding Citizen. Have you ever oh, seen that? I bet title sounds familiar. He says it in the movie. He says, "I'm a law abiding citizen." Okay. <laughs> Jamie Fox. Well, I mean, if it was enough to prompt that person to write their own little story about it, then, then yeah, I guess it does deserve four to five stars. What's it? What's its rating on like Letterboxd? Um, I don't know what's ran. It, it's one of those movies that has, like, it got shit on by critics as like a twenty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but the user reviews are all fairly positive. Oh wow, okay. But everyone hates the ending though. Mm, where he doesn't does he, does he stop abiding by the law? Uh, he's not abiding by the law the whole movie, <laughs> including when he says that movie. I think by the time he says that line, he's already used a circular saw to chop someone's arms, legs, and penis off. Okay. Yeah, um, but I found it fairly enjoyable. <laughs> you should leave that. Like, leave that, like, silence. <laughs> the dead air. After he said that he chopped his penis off, then... Yeah, I found it enjoyable. <laughs> we should just end the episode after I say chopped his penis. <laughs> oh, I actually have a bonus one for you. You want to <laughs> yeah, do bonus. one more. This one is by K of Dairy in New Hampshire. Gives this one out of five stars and says, I ordered three pairs of women's underwear. Two pairs are fine. And while they are comfortable, they are not worth the money spent. One pair just disintegrated. The stitching just fell apart. These are not made well, and I know it's only a matter of time before the other two fall apart. After paying $36 for the quote-unquote membership, I canceled it right away. I tried contacting customer service to let them know this was unacceptable, and of course, no response. This is for a movie? Would you say it's for a movie? <laughs> no. Yeah, you're correct. This is not a movie. <laughs> This is a review for of, adult diapers. Yes, this is a review. Oh, really? Not adult. Well, this is a, a review for Me Undies, which probably won't be sponsoring this podcast oh. on consumeraffairs.com. Oh, God. That's really funny. All right. So, are we opening it up to like not just movies? Or should we stay on the rails with movies for a bit? Um, well, I think in other episodes we do like product reviews and stuff like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we can do that. But yeah, this was fun. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's going to be fun for me to edit too. I was going to say like, are you going to close out the podcast somehow? Or like, are we just like... Yeah, I'll close out the podcast. Oh, or wait, I should say like, I did set up an email for people to send us comments. Oh, okay. Actually. And you, if you find a comment online, you can email us at closed comments podcast at gmail.com so yeah i think that's all we got for the day bye nice good night you princes of maine you kings of new england